I'd like to welcome you to WCPT AM's Out Chicago. Think of us as Sunday brunch with your gay best friends. Now, please welcome your host, Scott Duff. And a happy Sunday fun day to everybody out there. Scott Duff here, and Ellen Miller is off on... That was fast music going away. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, the music faded away because uh, uh, Ellen Miller, she's, she's sitting on a beach. Uh, which is wonderful for her. She's on vacation. She's on vacation. I'm so jealous. I know, of her. right? All the time, all the time, jealous of her. <laughs> like I'm telling you, but that means we get to hang out with Tanya Michaud. Hello, everybody. Hello, Tanya Richards. How are you? I'm really good. Good, good, yeah. good, good. Tanya Richard is, of course, the uh, host and producer of the podcast Tanya's Take: Race, Culture, and the Culture of Race, mm-hmm. and uh, professional guest co-host for I- Out Chicago. Okay, it's official. It is official. It I is do. official. You, you are, you are professional uh, a guest co-host. I love it. I love it too. I love it too. It's always great to see your smiling face. You too. And everything, and then the hopes of you to like slide out of your chair is like oh ah, every my time. God. I'm so excited. It's like, is it going to happen today? Is it going to happen today? Oh no, it's not. Darn it. I okay. have PTSD. It's really well. You know, build a journal about that. I, I should. I have to work it out. In yeah, my head. we'll work. <laughs> but it's a beautiful day. A great day to the slide sun. out. That's the sun it. is out. Yeah. Well, that's always a good thing. Yeah. It it's always a good thing. The difference. I, it does. It does. We and we got a great show for you lined up today. Uh, Goodman Theater is getting ready for its first world premiere production by a Swana playwright, Swana of Southwest Asia, uh, Southwest Asian and North African, uh, Martin Yusuf Zabari's. Uh, Leolina is a play about how multi-generational families fall apart and find each other again amidst turbulent global and social change. We're going to be speaking with uh, playwright Martin Yusuf Zabari uh, in the next hour. Super excited about that. I love Goodman is, has their uh, commitment to new work. 100%. 100% is always so like it's again, Ellen's not here. I'll just say how lucky we are to live in this city. Yeah. This beautiful, beautiful city uh, where you know, it's, a, it's an incubator for arts and for, for thought and culture. Yeah, I was just saying that last night. I was like um, talking about how Chicago has the best actors. Period. Period. Tuh. Period. Tuh. <laughs> With a T. <laughs> Period. And everybody knows it. They try to pretend it's like. They oh, try to pretend it's not. town and actors, they, New York. Well, Forget don't even, it. like, don't even get me started on Mm-mm. that whole thing because they're. Anyway. That is for it. So that, maybe we could do a podcast on that. Let's do that. Disgruntled Chicago actors. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because damn it, we're good. We are good, and, we are and good. we're valued, and we're, we may be disgruntled, but that doesn't mean it, 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 that we're not. I'm only engaged. disgruntled when, like, when certain theaters decide that they want to, like, oh, we can, we should cast this entire show Entirely. out of New York. Like, why? Why? Well, that's why with Schoolgirls, a play I did a little while back now at the Goodman Theater, Lillian Brown cast an all Chicago cast. She did mm-hmm, because of she's black women because mm-hmm. Sister Girl knows because she knows and she knows the talent here is amazing. Exactly. So I can't wait to be chatting with that. And we've got some homegrown talent coming back into. Chicago with uh, Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater. Yeah, They're going to be returning way. to the Auditorium Theater for six performances only, uh, 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 March eighth through the twelfth. I wrote down May. That's oh, wrong. Yeah, it's March. It's March. It's March. It's coming up real soon this yeah. week. Well, it's going to be March. Do, they, do you see what I did there? I did see. Six. It was a little bit of a reach, it was but it there they are. Okay. Yeah, but I appreciate it and <laughs> love you for it. And I will give you a hug or maybe Thank slowly you. push you out of your chair. <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, we're going to be speaking with Dan Sir and Bernard Gilmore as well, too. And Bernard Gilmore, actually, the, he's been on the show before. Oh. Uh, the last time we had him on was uh, the end of February 2020. Oh yeah! Was he off like to an adventure? He was. He was going to be performing here at the Auditorium <laughs> Theater, and then I want. I want to know what happened. Because oh he's been dancing with them for a while, so we're very excited to have him back That's on the great. show. Uh, and you know, we're in our tenth year, mm. which makes us very excited here. And thank you, right? It's yeah. still mind, just mind-blowing. That's a feat. Uh, I know. And uh, we love to give away prizes, prizes, prizes. I love prizes. Uh, so today we are going to be giving away a pair of tickets to go see the top five of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 14 coming to the Hard Rock Casino, Northern Indiana's new Hard Rock Live venue on March 25th. How fun is that? Right? I know. And I can't win it. That's right. No, um, no, sorry, mm, sorry. Being a professional guest co-host, it means yeah, disqualified. That because, is so fun. Yeah, 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 I know because contests running on WCPT A20 are open to listeners 18 or older and residents of the Greater Chicagoland Northwest Indiana area. One entry per person, one winner per household. Void where prohibited. Listeners may only win or qualify to win once every 30 days. Don't get greedy. Oh, Don't okay. get greedy. Uh, and complete rules are available on our, our website at wcpta20.com by clicking on the contest tab. But you know what? If you don't want to do that, you can also just go to Ticketmaster. Uh, and you have to be 21 or older to attend the, okay. the drag race show. Really? Yeah. It's in the casino. Ah, thank there you. There we go. Yeah. So for more information, call two one nine. There's no weird thank Tennessee you. thing. We'll get like, to no, that no, later no, on. No, no. Yeah, no, we'll get to that whole. No, 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 no. It's nothing about drag queens. It's just more about like, yeah, in a casino. Got it. Be, be 21. Um, but you can uh, call uh, 219-228-2383 or visit hardrocknorthernindiana.com uh, for tickets. Have you caught up on Have you watched 14? 15. I know we're on 15 right now, but did you? I know you kind of like. I don't, I don't know. I know I went with way Willow back. Pale. You went, went way back. to season two. Okay, and you're so slowly I'm working your way through. simultaneously watching season two and the current season. Fabulous. Um, done with the all-stars. Yes. Want more, but unfortunately there aren't. Well, there, well, you got to, I'll give it Pascal. Oh, yeah, you got to find things somewhere. No gotta, one heard look, that. No one heard that at all. They, you didn't I say would, the platform, so we're good. No. At all, I wouldn't do that. Look, I wouldn't do that. I'm still mad at Netflix. So, wait, why, girl? It was okay. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. yes. Have you shared that? I've story? shared. Well, okay. Here's okay. Yeah, I'll, I brought it up. I should probably should. Yeah. So, uh, so last year around this time, I was cast on a Netflix reality. Uh, competition show from the producers of Top Chef and Project Runway. Uh, it was a uh, cooking competition for home cooks. Um, and It was literally it, perfect It was you. literally perfect for me. It was perfect for me. It was like, it was a process. It took six weeks uh, of auditioning and submitting videos and interviewing with producers and casting directors and executive producers and people up at Netflix. It was like, it was oh a long, gosh. long process. And I got cast on it. Oh my gosh. And then uh, there was, because people have been sharing passwords, uh, because people have not, they fired 300 people last right. summer. Right, Oh, got it. Which was right when we were supposed oh to be shooting God. and they <clears> went, nope, we're this, we have to scrap this project. I was so, so excited for you. I actually lost it on somebody. Didn't lose it uh, necessarily, but you know, Somebody who, uh, when I was at the snack factory, was coming through my line, and they were talking about how, oh, they're mad at Netflix, and they have to get a subscription, and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, 
Look. <laughs> do you want to know why you should do that? Oh my god. Let me god. tell you why. Literally, this person was just trying I, like, to buy just some chocolate to buy some, almonds. And also just buy some time. Like, oh, we're not here in an awkward <laughs> silence. Blah, blah, blah. Here we go. Mm, there we go. Here's what you need to do. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, so I'm a little... Maybe I won't share a pet's code. I'll tell you where to, you can subscribe things. Thanks. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, how are you? How have you been? It's uh, it's It's been a month since we've seen each other. It's been a month. I'm great. I feel great. Yeah? Yeah. Good. And, um, yes. Can I tell a story or do you want to tell you? No, story? go tell a story. Okay, so we went to my friend Aditha's birthday party last night. It was a very, like, grown-up birthday dinner party at her house in Oak Park. And uh, my husband overhears a 6'6 gentleman mention that he's Haitian. So he tells me later, he's like, oh, he's Haitian. I'm like, I bet you were related. Which, you know, this, the Haitian oh, no. community is small. He's small, but ain't that but, small. Um, so I'm like, I bet you were related. So later on at the party, I'm like, oh, I hear you're Haitian. He's like, yeah. He's like, uh, I'm like, so am I. He said, what's your, you know, uh, maiden name? I said, it's Tanya Richard, which is how you pronounce it. He goes, Richard, I know the Richards. My cousins are Richards. I'm like, who are your cousins? He's like, Sabine nope. and DJ. I'm like, my cousins are Sabine. No. We were were related. No. Yes. His mom's sister was married to my uncle. He knew my aunt. He knew I mean it was like and it was so like such a thrill. What? And we had all these like shared things. Like my mom used to call me Teet Tun, which means little ton. He's like, yeah, my nickname was Teet Joel. I'm like, oh, so that wasn't like specific to my mom. That was like a Haitian, Haitian thing. Ah, oh, it was so thrilling and wonderful. And my friend just put together the the nicest, most wonderful group of people, and we all like kicked it off. I want to steal all her friends. Don't you love it when that happens? Oh my gosh, it was so great. Yeah. So I, I'm sort of living off the fumes of that. And I met a cousin, and we're going to stay in touch, and it's oh, wild. That is like like you were on Finding Your Roots. It was, You yes. were on Finding Your Roots with that <laughs> that yes. that very, very smart man. And I, I love it because my I overheard my cousin saying to someone else, he was telling somebody else at the party that, and they were like, it's like a like a romantic comedy. And somebody was like, well, I mean, they're not dating. And he's like, no, there's different kinds of romance. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was so that. It just was wonderful. So, That's amazing. Isn't that funny. I, you know, yeah. I always say that the world, there are 200 people in the world. Be I nice know. to everybody. Be nice to everybody. Because they all know each other. And then we finally watched, I think you told me about this, Three Identical Strangers. Have you ever no. heard of that? Oh, okay. I, I, anyways, it's this documentary about three men who discovered they were triplets and <gasps> had been separated at birth. And um, at the end of the movie, they're kind of like, um, they're like, oh, you never know. You could turn the corner at any point and find out you're a twin. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you know, I, I, you never do know who might be related. Yeah, but that's, <laughs> I don't. That's that'd be some like, do 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 do. Um, mom, hello. I know. You know like, oh, what's going on? Oh there? yeah, it's a, it's. I recommend it. It was on Hulu. It's a wild. Oh, story. I'll check it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's so great to like. Yeah. Find really somebody fun. that you were like, oh, I'm relate. We are related. I know. But to ha also to have that sort of like that sh that. Instant motive, you, you like you are taken back to childhood. Taken of back like to childhood, the way he was talking about my aunt to have somebody else 
talk about her. Yeah. And they're like, yes! You know, talking about her hats. Uh-huh. She wore these like wild hats to my wedding, like this giant hat. He's like, yeah, you know, my sister still, or my aunts have some of her hats. I was like, this is so wild! That's amazing. Mm-hmm. See, yeah. I mean, like, legacies continue. I know. It was neat. It was really cool. That's cool. I also love those little, those magical, those dinner parties are, are yeah. rare. Well, no, I mean, usually, like, if you got a good, you know, I, I, I trust the people that you hung out with. You know, you are, you are interesting and fun well, and, and, and intellectual yes. and lovely and wow. goofy thank and you. <laughs> you know all those sorts of things, very yeah. vibrant. But like, when you have that moment around when you get gather people together who kind of do, kind of know exactly. each other and do. Well, that, she said it. That special magic that She's happens. Like, I curated this group. So it wasn't that it was just like, these are my friends. Right, it was no. like, I chose this group because yeah. I thought it was going to be a good mix. And it was. Like, I've never felt that. Like, I'm like, okay, I want her to be my bestie. Go start a book club with her. Like, I was like, this is wild. Yeah. It was diverse. It was, ugh, it was so fun. Yeah. I loved yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, I love those. Like, we, when we, Jerry and I first moved yeah. into our current home, we had a holiday party. And we just kind of like, come on over. If yeah. you, want. you know, it was like yeah. kind of like an open housey type thing yeah. as well. And, you know, um, it felt like Breakfast at Tiffany's. Mm. You know, like that. Have you, you know, the movie? Have you seen I mean, it? I know, you know what? I haven't seen it. Haven't I seen... know the movie. I know enough scenes from it. Okay. You know, like know when the they movie. had the party scene and they're like 50 people crammed into this mm-hmm. like tiny New York apartment. Yeah. It was kind of like that. So good. And then, but every time that you turned around, there was somebody who was like, Really interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you're really, really funny, and yeah. like from different walks of life, and yeah. there were just so many people crammed into this, yeah. this space. And it was like, this is magic, and will never happen again. Like it was lightning in a bottle. Yeah. By the way, you, uh, you don't know this, but it is a secret life goal of mine to be invited to one of your dinner parties. Oh, of course, done okay. and done. So just so you know that, done and done. <laughs> and so there, there were so many people that came through that night, including Lillian Brown. I was like, Are, were you there? I was like, No, I don't think you were there. Well, you know, I'm sorry. Whatever. Well, all right. Well, the invitation was lost in the. <laughs> That's what it was. That's what it was. Damn you, DeJoyce. <laughs> it, it's still ruining the mail. He, what? DeJoy. DeJoy? The the, yeah, he was the head of the mail thing during the pandemic. No, oh, during the last, okay. the, that election. Shh. Shh. Okay, I'll just keep digging in that hole. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Lordy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How are you? I'm good. Well, you know, speaking of like you being around like people having lightning in a bottle, I I did a quick trip to Memphis this week. Uh, you know, Jerry Jerry's working down there. Oh, okay. Right now, he's putting together a uh, cabaret show for you know a French opera singer of that, course that of course that we knew. Of that course we, he is. It, you know, there are times when I'm like, it just sounds so weird <laughs> coming out of my mouth. It's sure. like yes, before. We, when we lived in Memphis, we were friends with the, a, a, a French opera singer. Of course, of course. Who married a, a Mississippi River boat captain oh named Wolf. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so they're like, so, so cool. anyway, so they, so they are, he's, they're being fancy and she's like kind of putting together a show about her life through song. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I decided, you know, I'll go down there. It was, you know, to celebrate a friend's birthday. She's oh, also nice. been kind of going through a hard time right now. Aww. So, yeah, so I went down there. But when I went there, yeah. one of my friends works at the Memphis Zoo. And she's like, what are you doing on Friday? Get to the zoo at 9 o'clock sharp. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, and wear, wear comfy clothes. Okay. I'm like, okay. So we kind of had a behind the scenes tour oh, yeah? of the Memphis Zoo. And 
we got to go into the barns and so I got to pet a rhinoceros. <gasps> Did you know that rhinos love to be pet? I did not know They that. do. And it, which is so weird because like when you touch them, yeah. have you ever touched a, a, a rhino? No. Oh, it's, it's kind of like, you know when you stuff your luggage mm-hmm. and, it's, and it's kind of like, you can feel that sort yeah, of yeah, pressure yeah. kind of yeah. thing. It kind of felt like that. Like there was, it was, it, it, it's, it's so hard to describe. Like all I wanted to do, what I really wanted to do is, do you remember the scene in Jurassic Park when they come across <laughs> the sick triceratops and Sam Neill is laying on the stomach <laughs> and it's breathing? Like, oh, oh, like that's what I wanted to do. And they're like, don't, don't do that. Sidebar, all I, I, mostly I remember with Jurassic Park is that the black guy dies first. I digress. But wait, I have a question. <sighs> So did <laughs> not first, literally but first, the minor black character. He's the first to die. It's a thing. It's a cultural thing. Oh. Scott never believes me when I say things you're like right. That. Okay, so well, I'm trying to go back to it because the very first. I mean, I think it was a. It was a. It seems like it was a Latino person because the very first person killed was one of the. They're their first. Yeah, it happens in the first minute when they're like shoot her, shoot her, and just get sucked See, in and pulled in the there. Lens in which you watch it. Right? It is true. Because it is true. It is a cultural like it's and a black. Are you talking thing. about Samuel Jackson? It, because it was no. He does. He doesn't die first. Yeah. Well, he doesn't die first. No. Okay. No. There's like some guy in a car, who dies, and he's black, and it just. It's one of the tropes of like if you're in a scary movie or an adventure movie and you are black and it is early in the film, you better watch yourself because you're going to die. (laughs) You better watch yourself. And that's a whole horrible cultural thing. The idea that it's like easier to watch a black person die than. Isn't that horrible? That's awful. It's horrible. Welcome to movies. Well, my whole zoo trip is now just no, ruined. No, 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 back to the zoo trip. I have a question. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, first of all, are they super intimidating to be around? They're huge. They're huge, right? They're big. They're they are the size of a Mini Cooper. And then what's the energy like? Because like, I get scared of horses because they're so immense and amazing. Oh, Oh well, then you would have freaked out when we got to see the elephants and the giraffe no later way. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you get close to them, girl? I kissed a giraffe. Oh, that's right. You're yeah, I sent you a picture. picture. There was a little. Uh, uh, yeah, the giraffe. I've had an obsession with giraffes really? since I was a kid. Aww. Yeah, because my grandparents. You, do you remember? Like those books that you could order, like through like timeline or probably Reader's Digest or something like that, where you could personalize. A book for your kid? No, but they have those even still. They still have them, yeah, I'm sure. Thing, yeah. Which is kind of weird because it's also like, send me your this information about oh, your child. Right? Oh my god! And like, um, oh, that just went dark. That just went very dark. Yeah, no, so it's like you get the kid's name, the address, yeah. the siblings, oh the pet's god. name. You know? Yeah. Because I'm just thinking about it now. I'm like, oh wow, this is really creepy. Wow. Different time. Different time. Oh my gosh. Different time. But it was one of those like, here's like Scott was a little boy who lived yeah. with his brother Kevin and his sister Elizabeth and their dog black. You know, it was like, uh, oh like fill in the blank. Oh and it was god. about a giraffe <laughs> that. Came to my house and uh, scooped me up and, the, and scooped <gasps> and me up and took me on an adventure. Yes, oh, and the giraffe amazing. was the giraffe in the book was named Tox, which oh. is Scott spelled backwards. Oh, do you see what they did there? Let's see what they did there. See them. Oh, yeah. did they do that with all of? Probably, and so it would be name, like really weird. My giraffe's name would have been like Ain't, and not ain't ain't not nat ain't nat ain't nat. That's not as fun as yours. Well, they. <laughs> 
ain't yeah that sounds just more annoying <laughs> well it's cool it that you got swept away because i too had got one of those books for each of the girls uh-huh. i was so excited i thought it was the most amazing thing in the world and they were like huh. great <laughs> <laughs> you yeah know. so i've been obsessed with giraffes ever since then and then like when i was in you know in college we had to like study animals we yeah. had to become oh, yeah, animals yeah. Oh, you know as you do sometimes you know here's the deal sometimes when you are in a acting school or theater school or whatever and you have to do you do some of the goofiest things yes but I have to say it works Jean Sharpenberg at Illinois State University was my teacher and she's the one who created that class the animals class oh okay so it was like an honor to be in the class when I was in college. Oh, I was a puma, so you were a giraffe. I was a giraffe, so nice. I had to go to the Lincoln Park Zoo yes, and, and study, study the, giraffes. the giraffes and become the physicality That's of the giraffe. Right. And then from that day on, everybody gave me like I have so much giraffe stuff. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just I got saw a giraffe to... T-shirt yesterday. I'm like, I have to. All right, so well, go back and see. They're, yeah. they're eyeballs. Their eyeballs are so sweet. I love a giraffe. And they're very, very smart. Um, but I got to uh, hang out with the giraffes as oh. well. The 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 dude yeah. who apparently is like quite the lady killer. Ooh. Oh yeah, and the ladies love Nicholas. Um, Nicholas is eighteen feet tall. Really? And it's hard to wrap your brain around. Like we were, went up, like we went to into the barn and we were able to go up the stairs and like so. A giraffe's head, I found out, is two hundred and fifty pounds. Oh my! Just. Their head. That's insane. Yeah. So do you know how strong their necks? Yes. Be? Oh my god. Yes. Gosh. So I'm up. We're like up top, and there's this giant head right here. I'm feeding it kale. Just so that picture crying. is you. Well, way, no, way no, no, no. That's oh, a different one because those are there are they have a bunch of giraffes mm-hmm. there. So there, and then I got to go downtown, downtown, go downstairs, downtown. and there was um, Lily, whose birthday is coming up in April. She ah. was about to turn one. Um, she is six something. She when she was born, she was five ten. And she's about to turn one. She's about to turn one, and so they were able to. We were able to have some time. So I was feeding her little pellets and got the boop on her nose and just gave her little kisses right oh there, my which was just. That's amazing. amazing. And then they were like, okay, what you need to do is now we're gonna go, we're gonna go back over to see Nicholas, but I want you to be down downstairs mm-hmm. just so you can get how big he is. Wow. And where we could see, you could barely see any body. It was just legs that were there. You're like, oh my God, these things are huge. It's so amazing. And I know like zoos are very, very weird and and controversial, you know, but at the same time, like the because we got to talk with the zookeepers and how they care for the animals and how they, they train the animals and do all this stuff. It's like, it's, it's kind of amazing. I always want to feel like they have space. Like I'm like, that's the one thing that's equivalent space. That's where that's the big yeah. that's the big thing. It is yeah. right. Yeah, that's the sad part because it's I know. like, oh. but but they are cared for and they are loved. That yeah. is that is yeah. definitely true. So I thank you, it. Penny, for for the behind the scenes. That sounds amazing. between the elephant. It was just incredible. Oh. It was Gosh. it was incredible. Uh, you know, I'm gonna get in trouble because we've just we have blown past any sort of break Oops. that we should have taken. But you know, uh, we're we're gonna take a. a a break. Okie dokie. There we are. Uh, but before we do that, this part about Chicago is brought to you by Team Hockberg. If you, there we go, that's sweet, sweet Hockberg music. If you're a first-time home buyer, which means you have not owned a home within the past three years, you need to call Team Hockberg. That, you haven't owned a home in, the, in three years? Mm. So that seems like 
a new homeowner. That's a cool way to do that. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's awesome. You need to call Team Hawkberg, your trusted local lender. First time buyers made up uh, just 26% of home buyers last year, down from 34% the previous year, which is the lowest it's been in over 40 hmm. years. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac want to turn those numbers around by incentivizing first time home buyers with substantially lower rates. So if you live in the Chicago area, earn less than $100. Uh, $5,700 and have not owned a home within the past three years, call Team Hochberg to see if you qualify for amazingly low interest rates. I'm not making this up. This special offer can expire at any time, so don't miss your opportunity to secure these low rates to see if you, your kids, or grandkids, or anybody qualifies for these amazingly low rates. Call Team Hochberg now at 855-56-DAVID or visit 56david.com. That number again is 855-563-2843 or 56david.com. Lower.com, Equalizing Lender, NMLS 1124061. We're going to take a quick break and we're talking, we're, we're going we're gonna to chat a little drag race and talk about a little drag bill mm. that is pretty mm. sure going to be uh, signed into law uh, since I was just in Tennessee. It happened while I was there. So anyway, uh, stick around. You're listening to Out Chicago right here on WCPT. I'm Honey West. Welcome to Out Chicago on WCPT. And welcome back to Out Chicago. Scott Duff here along with Tanya Richard. Did I say it correctly, the Richard? You did. I mean, the technical pronunciation is one we just gave up on because the actual pronunciation is Richard. Richard. Pretty good. Tanya Richard. But, you know, we were like, oh, forget it. All right. <laughs> well, now that you've been reunited with a cousin, I feel like I, I need know. to, like, honor the family. I like, know. So, Tanya Richard, uh, uh, host of Tanya's Take, Race, Culture, and the Culture of Race. She's joining us today uh, because Ellen had to go sit on a beach <laughs> for International Women's Day. Ugh. I'm not on a beach for International Women's Day. We can do. We can. Uh, I can. Um, we can, we, we can figure it out. We'll go to the beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll I think lake. I got some sand somewhere. I can just throw <laughs> sand at you, and then just like slowly just do a spit take in slow motion. It's like sea breeze. That sounds so- great. <laughs> 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 I think we can do that. Okay. I'm a giver. Okay. Thank I think I hope we can turn the, the lights in here up really, really hot. Okay. So you can just kind of like, oh, I'm, I feel it. There we are. Oh, oh I feel look at that. Oh, I feel <laughs> it's the, oh, the sunglasses. We should put the glasses on. Do I look fabulous? No. Oh, there's not a pore on my face okay. right now. Thank you for that, Devin, for turning those, those up right there. Um, <laughs> okay. We're going to. I want. We're gonna ease into the bad news, but okay. So we, yeah. you know, I I feel like I have helped enable you did your love of RuPaul's Drag Race one hundred percent right now. You were my gateway, man. I was your gateway. Mm-hmm. There we are. We're on season fifteen. Mm-hmm. We are gonna be saying some spoilers, spoilers, just to let you know. But it aired on Friday, so right. Sorry, it's Sunday. Yeah. Now. Yeah. There we are. So um. It was a great. It was a great episode. Episode. It's like the whole season woke up all of a sudden. I feel like from the first episode to this one. Well, here's what's happening. It's because the show is basically cut in half. Yeah. Um, now that there are less girls on there, we get to spend more time with them. Right. They're back to the mini mini challenge. A little snippet of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was the 200th episode anniversary show. Yes. So cool. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And 
I think what has been now that there are fewer competitors right now, we do get more time for the workroom chat, which is always exciting. And it was also a ball challenge, and I love the balls. Oh my gosh! They spent. uh, I don't know how they make that stuff overnight. Is it really overnight? Uh, it's fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. It's, but they they brought to see. Here's the thing. Yeah. They get a list of like here are okay. here's your challenges. That you're okay. gonna be so they can bring a lot of stuff. Okay. So two of the looks they already had. Got it. Got you it. You know that makes a little more sense. And then they had to make up make one for the crystal ball. But but was it wait was it Sasha Colby or was it Anitra's with the stuff that made it look like she was a dinosaur on the that back? was Anitra. Those are, what the the world yeah. and well, there, Sasha Colby yeah, too. Get, uh, oh, Sasha Colby. Don't She's even wonderful. Me, oh, don't even get me started on her. She I has know. been robbed through most of this season. What? There are times I, feel, I was feeling that way about Anitra for a half Oh, minute. and Anitra too. Yeah. And which is very, okay. And Anitra because there's also, do you watch um, The Pit Stop? No, but Bianca I listen to two other ones where you start to see that what's going on behind the scenes, right? Is that where you're going? Well, no, no, because uh, uh, Bianca Del Rio, who's one of my favorite queens, yeah. I think she she's a winner. I forget which season she won. Mm-hmm. Um, the, she does a recap with one with another right. queen right. Uh, on the YouTube's, yes. and it's great. But you can see where they're and see official. But they thing all went. say that. Well, no, but it is the official because you can okay. kind of see where she's like, she wants to say what, what she, she really feels, but yeah. knows that she cannot okay. say what she yeah, really yeah, feels. Yeah. yeah. So, but they've all been ragging on Anitra. Oh. Uh, not ragging, but they're like always surprised. Like during that, the Lala Perusa last week mm-hmm. when Anitra kept being on the bottom, I'm like, whoa, shenanigans. What are you talking well, about? Well, Okay, so they're ragging on her because they don't like her? Yeah, they're like, well, you know, she was on the bottom a lot. and just, okay. I'm like, I no, don't no, understand no. that. Also, it's a total manipulation. The producers are, like, pulling all the strings because I'm like, that was strategic, the way Anita, Anitra was at the bottom, and then it would oh, kind yeah. of ensure that her and Sasha Colby would have to go head-to-head. And yeah. I think a producer is the one who told her to go ahead and give Spice a break versus... Um, you know, lip sync against her type uh, thing. Me, me, uh, yes. You know? Or, but I also think that I, but, okay, now you're just pulling the veil behind. Like, but, you know, oh! But I mean, because I, I thought that was like, for me, I thought it was, because yes, I think there's a lot of producer shenanigans, but yes. in terms of like, the fact that she was on the bottom, yeah. she's so good. She she's, was so good. It she's so amazing. Sense. It made zero sense. It I mean, it, except sense. for Sasha Colby. Like that that too, that thing yes. right there, I would have saved both of them. Like, 100%. Yep, keep going. You're amazing. Um, but on this week, yeah. Uh, Anitra pulls out that amid oh she makes gosh. that gorgeous crystal gown. Well, yes. But then she had a moment her in story. her story mm. about uh, coming out about yes. how her uh, her mother found her drag mm-hmm. in her closet and mm-hmm. she kind of had to come out and it's like you're great you're safe you're whatever and then one week later yeah she's like you have to leave yeah and you have to leave now and you don't get to say goodbye to you your siblings yeah and I have a feeling although it wasn't explicitly said that it was the stepfather who that's kind of basically what I feel. the mom's like you have to leave Every, you're making everyone uncomfortable. Within a week of saying, be yourself, we love you. Yes. And it was just devastating to hear that. And just to watch her tell it again, especially in the confessionals, Mm -hmm. like she was really going through it. And it's just a reminder that, yes, there's 
this still happens. The stakes are that are the stakes are still. But also, at least there's a silver lining because it enabled her. She did actually um, develop a a close relation to her father. So she does have that. Yeah. But jeez. But she's like, and he's like, I'm, I'm, I miss my mom. I miss my mom. You know, it's it was it it's devastating, and that is kind of the the fact that that still happens for me always surprises me because. Just because I, my experience was not like that. Right. I, you know, I, I bullied my way into like, no, you're gonna love me. Yeah, you know, like yeah. in, with my family. Yeah. Um, but for that to still happen, and it still happens now. Yeah. Um, and mostly because right now the GOP is doing a really good job of weaponizing mm-hmm. hate against mm-hmm. the LGBTQ community mm-hmm. across the country mm-hmm. and, and and in weird, weird ways. Right. You know, while I was while I was in Tennessee this week uh, on Thursday, the Tennessee lawmakers passed a bill restricting drag performances in public or in front of children. Um, it passed. And basically what they're saying is that anywhere, any venue where people might be able to walk in and accidentally See, be exposed, be exposed to. to a drag show. Um, that's against the law. So it's it's so which basically means like libraries. They're they're mm-hmm. trying. They're going after drag queen story hour. Yes. Which which to me again is just bananas. That's bananas. What do you, what do they think is happening? I was listening. These, yeah, I was listening to Alexander Billings. Wonderful actress, Uh trans actress, activist, and she was basically saying, um, they don't know us. What they imagine us to be isn't who we are. And so what they're legislating against is the unknown fear. And and in addition to that, I think there's a, uh, this is my quote unquote take, is that fear is about that feeling that at any moment they can be overtaken due to their weaknesses, right? So they feel like they, do you follow? Like, yeah. It's like, if for, it, it, it sort of when we relate it to what they're doing with critical race theory, it's like they don't know what it is. Anytime you see a video, they're like, so what is a critical race theater? And they're like, oh, I don't know. Right? You know, it's, it's uh, making yeah. white people feel bad. So, But what yeah. it is is fear. It's unknown. And then that also the, the other layer of fear is this idea that because they don't know, it will somehow consume them or take over them and they won't have a defense against it. And I think it's the same thing here. It's like. They don't know somebody who does drag. They don't know somebody who is trans. And the reason and the, the slippery slope there is there's no definition in terms of like there's no qualifiers for what's considered drag. So then if a trans right. person is identified yep. and anybody who sees them in authority decides that they're drag, quote unquote, then they're in they're jeopardized. Right. So it's just it's insidious and it's dangerous. And, and, and it's just bananas, yeah. you know. Uh, so this new Tennessee bill, which has gone to the governors, it will be signed. Um, so, yeah. So, again, it criminalizes adult cabaret entertainment in public or where it could be seen by children, uh, though it would still be allowed in age-restricted venues. So, like, if you wanted to go to a bar, you can still do drag in a bar. You just can't do it in public. You can't be a part, like... Does that mean like a pride parade? Yeah, you can't no, do it that anymore. The pride parade. You know, you pride parade, uh, <laughs> any sort of thing that that is out. I guess any TV appearances. 
Yeah. You know, because a kid could ac- accidentally yeah. turn that on. Um, and it's so they're trying to make it very comprehensive and they're they're lumping people with a. The, the adult-oriented cabaret entertainment includes strippers, go-go dancers, or uh, male or female impersonators, in, in yeah. quotes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's banana. Like, again, I think what Alexander was saying Alexander, you know, yeah. was the fact that like, they don't know, they don't know no. the queer community. They don't understand yep. like, what happens. And what could be more magical... You know, here I am talking about going to see an 18-foot-tall giraffe <laughs> that's, like, huge and gorgeous and mm-hmm. stunning with a funky smell oh. than for a kid to walk into a, a library or a bookstore to see a 7-foot-tall, colorful, larger-than-life, beautiful lady who smells much better than a giraffe <laughs> to come in together and to to t- to read a story celebrating individuality, celebrating whatever it is, whatever the children's book is about, you have this vessel of this incredible fantastical creature to a child. Mm -hmm. Even to an adult. Like we I'm just like, what is happening? And I feel like a kid. They're amazing. But even seeing a drag queen in person, you're just like, there's something that's kind of takes because they're larger than life. And to celebrate that, to celebrate books, Mm -hmm. to get your children to read. But Mm -hmm. now we know that they don't want children to read or they don't want children to read certain books. Yeah, it's all connected. It's It's all all connected. And it's just so last year, the the everything that was in the sort of mainstream conversation was critical race theory. Yes. In schools, yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So now the next layer. Right. So they laid the foundation like they like to when it about race. And now they're layering in the next layer of um, fear mongering and hate through this bill and they'll find the next one and the next one and the next one. And if we are not vigilant, if we do not pay attention, you know, it's eventually going to reach all of us. Yeah. It's, it's, it, as you said, is is a slippery slope. Um, we were talking in the break. I'm like, you know what? The, we know the strategy yeah. of the GOP. It is to organize discontent. Yeah. They there are zero solutions right now, especially in this new iteration of this party, which is just like, what are you, what are you doing? You yeah. have you you want to tell us everything that you don't like, but you have no solutions to the problems that affect everybody. Mm-hmm. And these quote unquote problems affect very a tiny tiny part of the world. You know. Yeah, and, and I don't even know like. Here's the thing, though, because it is such distraction, I can't I can't really sit soundly and say what the actual agenda is in terms of policy, like in terms like separate from this fear mongering, whatever they're trying to accomplish. I w- I'm even willing to say that there are maybe some sound things that are trying to be accomplished. But because it so caught up in this hysteria, it does negate any actual efforts that have to do um with their sort of point of view or what they're trying to accomplish. Do you know what I'm saying? It just seems to me that like, rather than wholly throw it out, right? And saying, um, you know, because it used to just be like two different parties, right? Yeah. And there was the Republican Party, the Democratic Party, and they had different sort of ways of approaching things, right? Social justice was more in whatever... um, uh, File. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But now, because whatever Republicans do have good intentions are allowing the narrative to become about these hysterics, yeah. it's just, you just, it starts to just 
blanket over all of them. Yeah. And it's, you know, to their detriment to like it, not stand against these people who are changing the narrative in a way that is making them obsolete and irrelevant and ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, 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 I'm so happy that you even were like, I'm sure they have some they policies. Must. They I must. They do. Well, that's good because I don't <laughs> see that. Yeah. You know, I, I don't see all these policies. I see people, what they do is in order to win elections, it's be, it becomes yes. all about social issues, you know, and the perennial favorite to organize discontent uh, are, are black people. Yeah. That is... Race, Which race, race, and then and now the the new the new one is the LGBTQ community specifically uh, trans and gender nonconforming people. Yes, like it's it's so I don't like I still don't understand how does this affect you? How how is it that this person dresses up in a certain way? How does that affect your but life? That's what I mean. It's that fear. Yeah, and it's oh, like, I know. If I can't grasp it, it will overtake me. So therefore, I have to try to control well, it. Well, yeah, and I think I remember when marriage equality became law of the land. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and I was allowing, giving grace to people because there, you know, there are people who believe that you know a, a marriage is between a man and a woman, you know. And when that law was passed, everything that they knew, like the floor just fell out from underneath them. Mm-hmm. Everything that they knew, and I'm like, of course you're going to be scared, you're going to be mad, you're going to be, you know, say horrible things. And like, I'm going to give you grace because everything that you knew as true and real in the world has fallen mm-hmm. and you're kind of floating and the, uh, that's what you do you grasp out you lash out you you attack mm-hmm. um i i feel i've i've lost that sense of grace mm. for people understandable you know i'm like i don't i don't get it like it does not it does not affect you it does not uh, two people of the same gender marrying yeah. does not change your marriage no. or delegitimize your marriage Watching uh, a performer uh, in a gigantic, fanciful outfit um, does not. And by the way, like they're they're worried that you know these are all sexualized performances. It's like they're reading a book. Mm-hmm. What what? How do you read a book? Like mm-hmm. what are you? Like how? What are you doing? Are and you then doing? like what are you doing? That like you know you know. And the weird fascination that somehow drag or a gay person is a direct line to um, harming children really says more about the people who have those concerns or thoughts, right? Oh, yeah. Like, if that's where your mind is at, that's where your, your mind, mind is at. at. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And oh, it's yeah. like, I, that sounds like a you problem. It sounds like a big time you <clears throat> problem. You know? Yeah, yeah. Your, your children seem to be safer uh, more safe at a drag show than maybe going to a Catholic church. <laughs> you know, hello. I'm just saying hello. hello. But you know, yeah. I mean, or oh, and they're worried about sexualizing children and like get toddlers and tiaras. Have you like well, beauty yeah. pageants? Yeah, exactly. At a young age. Yeah, exactly. You know? I don't know. I'm just very much into this idea of like um, <clears throat> they're just quivering in their boots, and it's just like. Um, unbelievable the lengths they will go to create something out of nothing. Yep. 
Yep. And you know what? I think right now we want to uh, give an opportunity to celebrate drag and for you to protest these silly laws and things like that. And we're going to give away a pair of tickets to go see the top five of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 14 coming to Hard Rock Casino, Northern Indiana's new Hard Rock Live venue on March 25th. That will be to caller number three. You will get two tickets to go see the top five of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 14. 14, including the winner, Willow Pill. Ooh. Willow Pill. I love her. See, love I've her. heard her name, but I don't know her yet. Oh. Um, also, that segue was amazing. Thank you. Thank Chef's you so kiss. much. There we are. You're very welcome. So uh, give us a call at 773-763-9278. That number again is 773-763-9278. Caller number uh, three will win two tickets to go see the top five of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 14 coming to you Hard Rock Casino, Northern Indiana's new Hard Rock Live venue on March 25th. Uh, so come on. 773-763-9278. Uh, we've got to take a quick break, and when we come back, there's more at Chicago right after this. Welcome back. I'm Paul Oakley Stovall. You're listening to Out Chicago on WCPT. And welcome back to Out Chicago. Scott Duff here along with Tanya Rishkar. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just butchering it. <laughs> now it just sounds like I'm sick. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Tanya. Those <laughs> are the podcast. Tanya's take race, culture, and the culture of race. And there we are. Um, oh, and speaking of race. Oh, my goodness. Uh, congratulations to Gina in Evanston. She just won a pair of tickets to go see the top five of RuPaul's Drag Race. See what I did there? Season 14, coming to the Hard Rock Casino, Northern Indiana's new Hard Rock Live venue on March 25th. But don't you fret, my friends, if you want to go. Tickets are available at Ticketmaster. However, you do have to be 21 to, to attend because it is a casino. So I are. won't be able to go. Um, no, you can't. Uh, oh. but, uh, for more information, <laughs> call 219-228-2383 or visit hardrocknorthernindiana.com and get those ticks. Congrats, Gina. Yay. There we are. There's something about, have you, oh, so you haven't, since you are new to this, I'm surprised at how much this is drag race has taken up of this show today. Well, and if you want to hear more, Scott and I talk about it on my podcast. We do. The latest episode, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. Drag Race. Okay, thank you. There we are. Yeah, go to Tanya's Take. Yes, right. There we are. Yeah, Because uh, yeah. uh, I went to go see, oh, I forget that. I see this is where I need our friend Erica because she has oh, an yeah. encyclopedic knowledge. It's very creepy. Yeah. Um, but we went to go see the season with Katya, that Katya was first on. Have you encountered Katya? Yeah, I think it's season I eight. I love Katya. I love Katya. She's and awesome. Tri- Trixie Mattel, you know, the yes, two yes, of them. Yes. Came They're coming into town. Or I think they, they really? were in town. I think they were in town this week. They're great. But it's so much fun to go see. If you've never been to one of these shows, it's just going to be an well, amazing. Well, I love, too, that they keep them going. In other words, it isn't just after this. Well, I guess this one's sort of the last winners, right? So Yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah. I was like, do they do this just randomly for various no, seasons? No, like, but... well, they started doing it as there's been more popularity, which again is why these bills are being passed because yeah. it's becoming more part of the mainstream culture. Exactly. And they're like, wait, I don't know. No, ding, I'm confused. Ding, 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 ding. I'm confused. I don't like this. I don't. No, 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 no. Yeah. Um, but they started doing it. But like, so winners from like the early seasons, they did not get this sort of. Yes. 
momentum and trajectory for their career. So do they so, join too or no? They've we've had like Bibi Zahara Janae. Mm-hmm. She was the first yeah. winner. Yeah. She's come back because they're like, look, when I won, it was like Here's right. a couple bucks. <laughs> you know, we're shooting. We're we're right. shooting on one sound. Like it was. I know, right? Production values were low. Yes. So she's been back. Yeah. Uh, they've had her back a on the show, of, but on, on show. tours too. No. That I don't know. Yeah, that's what I. Was that wondering. I'm not sure. But then you know, it's part of the things. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. And to go to the Hard Rock Casino. Come on, man. That sounds so fun. So much fun. Yeah. So much fun. It's an evening. It's an evening, and it's a good way to say, up yours, Tennessee, even though it's in Indiana, which I'm sure Indiana's probably going to be coming up real oh soon with that, too. So, uh, hey, listen, we've got to take a break, uh, give a little news, since we barely talked any <laughs> newsy-poos over here, but that's fine. Uh, when we come back, it is the second hour of Out Chicago, right here on WCPT, so don't go anywhere. I'd like to welcome you to WCPT AM's Out Chicago. Think of us as Sunday brunch with your gay best friends. Now, please welcome your host, Scott Duff. And welcome back to the second hour of Out Chicago. Scott Duff here. Ellen Miller is off this week, sitting on a beach with her wife. Good on her. Yes. That means that I get quality time with Tanya Rashad. (laughs) Tanya Rashad. Oh, my God. Tanya Rashad. Good buddy of mine, uh, incredible human being, yeah. and host and producer of the podcast Tanya's Take Race, Culture, and the Culture of Race. Um, we've been talking drag queens, mm-hmm. all sorts of fun stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, now we're gonna we're gonna continue this. This is a this is a whole artsy fartsy show today. Well, we're artsy today. fartsy people. We are. I tend to be a little more fartsy than artsy, but you know, that's just me, and I think it's age. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> what? I like that delivery. You know, I think it's age. It's age. Uh, yeah. So, but this hour, we're very excited. Uh, a little bit uh, later on this uh, this hour, we're going to be catching up with uh, uh, Alvin Ailey, American Dance Theater dancer Vernard uh, uh, Green uh, Gilmore. is going to be joining us. Mm. Uh, he was on the show a couple years ago, right before everything shut down. I'm so excited to see it. He's going to be coming back because Alvin Ailey, American Dance Theater, is going to be coming back to the auditorium for six performances uh, in March, March 8th through the 12th. So talk about amazing. Yeah, love I it. can only imagine. Love it, love it, love it. Yeah, and talk about amazing. We, we started off the show talking about like how the Goodman always mm-hmm. blows our minds with their commitment to creating new work. Yeah. Um, and so excited about this because good, the Goodman is getting ready for its first uh, world premiere production by a Sawana playwright uh, in Martin Yusuf Zabari's Leolina. It's a play about how multi-generational families fall apart, find each other again amidst a turbulent global and social change. And joining us now is playwright Martin Yusuf Zabari. Martin, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you for joining us today, and and first off, congratulations. Uh, on, Thank you so much. Are you? Uh, how, first of all, before we dive into the play, how are you doing? Because <laughs> this is like, it, oh, it's just got to be nerve wracking for you, or not? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Okay, uh, we are in our. It's been a whirlwind of a process. We are in our. We just finished our fourth week, which is insane that we've been rehearsing for a month already, and. We are getting ready to move into the theater on Tuesday for our technical rehearsal. Fine. That's always exciting. Yeah. 
So yes, very exciting. So can, So have you been uh, since this is a, a world premiere, like a new play? Have you been in the rehearsal rooms and just kind of like, all right, let's. What can we do? Tweaky, tweaky, cutty, cutty, addy, addy. Like, what have you been doing? Oh, absolutely. I've been in every rehearsal since we started. Um, which is pretty unusual, I think, for most playwrights, but definitely not unusual for world premieres. And I have been, I mean, Tweak is a, is an understatement. <laughs> okay. I have been <laughs> rewriting a lot of the play. Um, yeah, every time we get around to develop it again, there are new things to discover and there's new people to listen to and to hear perspectives from. So, um, yeah, I have been changing the play a lot for the better, a lot of cutting, a lot of... Uh, clarifying and you know just all the fun stuff I finally feel like we're doing the fun stuff now as opposed to you know trying to get the script ready for production now it's about making it better and clearer yeah, well, I mean, the, the, the life of a writer is always a little challenging because it is very, it's a solo kind of experience, you know, it's a solitary, you're there creating this story. And then when you are be able to collaborate with directors, designers, actors, like all of the artists that are involved with it, that has to be just like thrilling. Like, all right, this is, this is what, here we go. Now we're in the room. So can you tell that, I know this yeah. started out, it was developed as a part of the new stages and new playwrights uh, series with Goodman Theater. How, how did this play come about? Tell, tell our listeners a little bit about the story. Well, um, it came about, I mean, the inception of the play is um, during the, our quarantine of 2020. I found myself alone and without work, <laughs> and, yep, mm-hmm. you know, not doing much, as I'm sure you can all imagine. And um, I found myself craving for uh, a new outlet within my theater career. I have been mostly an actor since I graduated college. And so um, it was just about time to write the play that was in my brain that had not been written yet, that I had been thinking about for probably four or five years. Um, and it you know, was a was a chance for me um, personally to heal from some things that were happening in my life and uh, circumstances with my family. And so I wrote the play as a response to that time in my life, not really thinking anything of it or that it would be, you know, produced three years later. Um, and I wrote it and I submitted it to Goodman's uh, Future Labs, which was its first development uh, opportunity, which was a Zoom workshop reading. And we did that in January of 2021. And then it was picked up by the Goodman to be in new stages in December of 2021. And then here we are now at the world premiere. Don't how ask exciting. me how. I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> That's so exciting. Kind of happened. Oh, you are an inspiration, though, because you're one of those people that were actually productive during the pandemic. <laughs> damn it. Uh, yeah, <sighs> I, I don't know how, but yeah. <laughs> probably having time to sit down at home and write, honestly, is probably what it was. And so, you're Chicago-based, is that right? Yeah, I, well, I'm from Chicago. I'm, I moved to L.A. a year ago, so I am technically from out of town doing the world premiere now, but I am from Skokie, Illinois. Okay. There we go. Um, Yep. I grew up in Skokie, Illinois, and then I lived in the city for about six years before my partner and I moved to Los Angeles about a year ago. And so it's kind of like a full circle moment to be back here to be doing a play that I wrote that is about Skokie and um, my home country, Iraq, 
it's a it's a full circle moment. So so tell us a little bit about the story of the play. It is it isn't uh, it is a, it's an immigrant story. It's about a moving from I'm, I'm assuming Iraq to uh, to Skokie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fill in the blanks. It's about. Yeah, it's about an Iraqi family who um, is planning to send their eldest daughter, Leal, to the U.S. with her new husband. Um, and what she, I think, imagines is going to be a very quick and easy uh, process to move to Skokie becomes a really challenging one as a bunch of, I don't want to spoil anything, of but course. a bunch of hurdles come in the way and uh the future that she envisions for herself um, is not her reality 17 years later. So the play takes place. Uh, the first act is set in Baghdad, Iraq, as the family is making plans to immigrate. And act two is set in Skokie, Illinois, 17 years later, as um, yeah. she has moved and has been raising her siblings and experiencing grief and exploring queerness and dealing with what it takes to make new home in a country, which I just read to you the synopsis that is on the Goodman website. <laughs> <laughs> you memorized it. Wow, Impressive. that's amazing. <laughs> the director is way better at talking about the play than I am. <laughs> no, it sounds really um, interesting through a lens that unfortunately we don't get to see things through um, very often and I'm very excited because um, an old friend, uh, Atra, Asdu's in it, and she's so wonderful, yes. so I can't wait to see her in that. Does she play yes, the, the title so role? Yes, she plays Leal. Awesome, in Leal. awesome. <laughs> she's yeah. wonderful. It's a pretty balanced ensemble okay. cast. It's five actors, and, you know, it's about all of them, but Leal is kind of the through line, the mm-hmm. friend that um, we follow from uh, throughout the whole play, and her story and her journey of immigrating and raising her younger siblings. And um, yeah, so we kind of follow her, but it's a pretty balanced ensemble cast, which I think is not very common for like a five actor play. Well, and it's exciting then I know for Atra in particular that to be able to play a character from her culture and I, I, I don't know the makeup of the rest of the cast, but is this an opportunity where everyone in the cast is actually, um, Getting that opportunity, Absolutely. shared culture, Everyone yeah. Everyone in the cast is Southwest Asian wonderful. And, or North African. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so there's, a, there's definitely a shared language and a shared culture. Um, the, you know, it, it, the, in the play, the family's ethnicity is not really important, but in my heart, they are an Assyrian family. And mm. um, Assyrians populate Skokie, Illinois by the thousands. Mm. Um, and so it's really it's really great to have um, six Assyrian yeah. folks working on the play throughout uh, the whole team, which is pretty record breaking. I, I, I think I, I've definitely never been in a room where that's been the case. But um, yeah, it's it's been a really really special, I bet. beautiful, generous, open experience. Yeah. Yeah. So really often, humbling. I think as a black woman, a black performer, so often you are only the only one in the room. And then for actors, I've had some experiences where, you know, you get to all be in the room together. And sometimes it's like the first time in 20 year career. So I, I'm thrilled for those actors to be able to do that and um, be together yeah. in a room and not be the only one, you know? 
Yeah, absolutely. I think we're all kind of in a daze as we um, are going through the rehearsal process. Like, yeah. is this real? Is this really happening? Yeah. What's going on? It's, you know, it's a, room that, uh, it's a room that you can only dream of, I think. And yeah. um, mm-hmm. it's really special to have all of us um, be able to tell the story. And not just the cast, the whole team is... Um, Mostly Southwest Asian, North African folks, and so great. you know those who are not are amazing contributors nonetheless. And yeah, it's just been a very beautiful experience. Couldn't be happier. Yeah, it sounds like one of those those moments where you you feed your soul. You yep. know, it's like oh, okay, here we are, and we all we've had similar experiences, yep. and we're able to bring those to the table and to the to our work um the, yeah. the, the play is semi-autobiographical and you, you said earlier in our conversation that you were trying to work through some some things how, how yeah. since it is a semi-autobiographical thing have uh i'm uh, folks in your family or in your friends who you know that you were trying to, I'm, I'm not asking you to name unless you want to of, of what you were working through, no, but have, has, have, have you know, the people that are close to you, have they read this and they're like, Oh, like how, how has that been for you being so open? Yeah. I, the, the play is, I would say the play is loosely based on my family story of immigration. And, um, but I, you know, I, I hate to say this because I, there is, the, the, the great thing with having a full room of people who have shared cultures and experiences is that we're able to bring a lot of specificity and nuance to this family and this family's story. But also, um, and I'm only allowed to say this, you know, it's not about Iraq and it's not about ethnicity and it's not about um, nationalism. It's really about a family that's navigating uh, the things that most nav- families navigate. And yeah. so in that way, I think it's really beautiful and um, allows, I think, anyone who, you know, who has family to be able to relate yeah. um, to to this story. So, you know, there's, there's beauty and specificity and nuance, but then there's also, um, you know, an openness to, you don't have to be of the same shared culture to learn something or to get something out of Leilina or to have something hit you emotionally or, um, yeah. And so in that way, it's beautiful. And um, yeah, I, I, it's definitely not autobiographical. There's a lot of um, drawn inspirations from my family and family stories and different stories of um, of immigrants. But it's really, it was kind of, it's like a love letter to myself, almost in a way. Um, I was, I'm not out to my family and so, um, as a queer person. And so I, in 2020, I found myself wrestling with how to move on in that way and how to heal from from that experience. And so I wrote this play as a response to that and to show what families can be and um, what love can look like when we let it in and when we um, listen to those who are who we love, our loved ones, and how what it feel, what it means to, you know, respect um, a loved one's identity and how to support them and um, all while dealing with your own stuff. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of how the play came about. Um, multi-generational is what I would, is what I would say. It's a multi-generational love letter to myself and other young queer kids who are exploring themselves and exploring what it means to be a young queer Swana person in this world.
Mm-hmm. You know, th- thank you for that because I always think uh, the more time, the more stories we tell, featuring different cultures or whatever, but within the specificity. Uh, you crack open the universality of it, you know. Yeah. So the more specific yeah. you get, yeah. it's like this is exactly what this family does. You, everybody can relate. Oh, my family does the same thing or something very similar. That's like exactly you know, right. there is something about when you get specific. For some reason, it becomes more open to everybody. Um, has yeah, has, has absolutely agree. Has your family uh, been able to read the play? No, unfortunately, I can't really share the play with them okay. because of our uh, circumstances. Yeah. Um, but the you know the where I find, uh, I guess, gratitude and peace is that I have been able to share this story with so many Southwest yeah. Asian families yeah. and so many young queer Southwest Asian folks and immigrants from all walks of life and even just. Skokie natives who, you know, might have not been immigrants or don't really have an immigration story. I think it's it's something to sit in an audience at the Goodman Theater and hear the word Skokie being mentioned on stage. Right. Just that alone, I think, <laughs> makes people feel seen, which is so silly. It's just a suburb. Um, but it makes people feel seen. And, you know, it's, it's about this city and what it means to be here as, a, as an immigrant. So I think, you know, there are just so many things to pull from. You don't have to be Iraqi. You don't have to be queer. You don't have to be an immigrant to, like you said, to, you know, understand the universality of the story and to get something from it. Did you go to Niles North um, High School? I did. I went to Niles North High School. (laughs) When did you graduate? (laughs) When did I go? I went to Niles North from two. Oh, I graduated in 2011. Oh, girl. Oh, okay. Oh, no. I was like, what are you talking about? No, 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 no. My, my. I am not delusional. I did not think we went to high school together. Um, now my my stepkids uh, went to Niles North. So I was like, oh, I wonder if they're in the same. <laughs> Sorry, I was like, girl, where are you when going did with you this? Graduate. Um, I well, they're twenty five now. So I'm like, I can't think of the year right now. But 2011 was. Right. Not, they did not graduate in 2011. So maybe um, a little bit earlier. Yeah. Cool. Any <laughs> But you know what? Uh, right now we're in 2023, and we're very, very excited about the world premiere of Lealina uh, by Martin Yusuf Zabari at the Goodman Theater. Uh, look. Here's the thing. I know you're heading into tech and your previews begin on March 4th. March 4th to me, I love that date because it is so optimistic. You are moving forward. You are going to March 4th and tell this story. So um, so congratulations with that. It runs. It begins performances on March 4th and runs through uh, April 2nd. I hate to ruin the symbolism, but it's actually March 3rd. I'm lying. <laughs> I'm lying to you all. The March 3rd is going to be a... Damn it. I ruined everything. I'm the worst. Where's the research department? I'm telling you, someone's losing a jump over this. It's probably me. All right. So, Belea Lina begins <laughs> March 3rd. 
which then you yeah, can march forth march as well. Forth. Yes. Oh, dear Lord. I'm See? sorry. I just screw everything up there. Uh, but if you no, want to go get your tickets and you can read that description uh, for yourself over there at goodmintheater.org. Uh, remember, theater is spelled fancy with an R-E because it's a fancy, fancy place and it's a fancy world <laughs> premiere for a fancy new play that we can all get something out of. Uh, Martin Yusuf uh, Zavari, thank you so much for uh, for for joining us today. Uh, break legs. You're heading into the Thank magic you. part of, of the process where all the lights and the things and everything happens. Um, enjoy every moment. Yeah. Soak it in. Thank you so much. Thank you both. This has been lovely. Congrats. Uh, well, congratulations. Yeah. We are super excited. Can't wait to see it. I might see it on March 4th just because <laughs> I want. that's the day I want to see it. Damn it. <laughs> we shall march forth into our performances. There you are, March 4th. Oh my God, I'm the worst. Okay. <laughs> Martin, thank you for being an amazing human being and for covering up my doo-doo uh, right there. Uh, and break legs. Go back. I think you have play practice probably right now. So go go have fun at play practice. Um, and uh, uh, congratulations once again. <laughs> Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. You too. Uh, We've got to take a quick break. And when we come back, there's more out Chicago right after this. I can't believe I did that. (laughs) I thought it was great. Thank you. (laughs) Listen, we we kept them on our toes, you know? Indeed. (laughs) Have a good one. You too. And welcome back to Out Chicago. <laughs> Dear Lord, what if you could see what happens during these breaks? It is just madness in here. Tanya Richard yes. is joining us. Uh, she's the host uh, and producer of the podcast Tanya's Take Race, Culture, and the Culture of Race. Oh, oh. There we are. Uh, so happy that you're here. And I'm Thank so you. happy that our next guest is coming back, much like the, how the Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater returns to the Auditorium Theater for six performances, May 8th, uh, March 8th. I, I see, I wrote the thing down. Again. It's March. Mm-hmm. And March 4th. Oh dear Lord, I'm <laughs> I blame the giraffes. I'm still on a on a high I from know. like making out with a giraffe. Right. Yeah, there we are. But they're coming in March <laughs> through the 12th. I hope that's right. Um, and we're so excited to have back on with us uh, uh, a, a dancer from the Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater, Vernard uh, Gilmore. Vernard, welcome. Bernard, sorry, Bernard, welcome back to the show. I'm losing. I'm. I'm just gonna go away now. Welcome. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for coming you back. Today? Clearly, the first time was okay. So you came back for a second. Look, I was going back, uh, and I realized that the last time that you were on Out Chicago uh, was late February of 2020, right before everything was shut down. So I'm like, oh, so how was how was that experience for you and for um, the entire company of Alvin Ailey Dance Theater? Well, I think, like everyone, it was a very difficult time, um, and we really relied on our village to come together to survive and to um, uplift each other and, and, and do our best to keep moving forward. And that's pretty much what we're still doing, you know, just sort of really holding ourselves together, holding up our communities, and, and really trying to um, 
you know, uh, into the future and move forward. There we go. That's That's, much it in a nutshell. <laughs> there we go. I know. So now, have y'all been back since then, or is this the first time that y'all are uh, that Alvin Ailey's coming back to the auditorium? No, no, no. This is our. We were back last year. Okay. Yes. 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 Uh, and yes, and so we're uh, doing our annual uh, March visit to our my own child, of course. Of course. Um, and so it's just really uh, always an honor to come back and and sort of and like I said before, you know, it's really a, a an ode to Chicago with me. It's just a. Uh, a sensibility to just say thank you and to just, you know, always deliver my best and, and be a, a, an example of the city. Yes, 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 you are. Do you, so when you come back to the hometown, do you just get like, fl- do people are just like clamoring for you? Like, okay, we, I need you to go here. We need to go see you, like big old reunion type of situation. Yeah, I guess like that pretty much, uh, you know, all uh, my friends, you know, shout out to Carrie high school class of 93. Um, <laughs> Just, um, you know, just, but it's so, it's so great to be able to catch up with anyone at any moment. Sometimes it's just lunch. Sometimes it's just tea. Um, and just to be able to see my friends and, and say hello and just, you know, become reacquainted just like it was yesterday is always such a great opportunity in this lifetime, as we know. Do you yeah. like to mostly keep your days pretty restful or do you get a lot done during the day before performance? Uh, there's always a lot going on. Yeah. Uh, I have my grandmother there, and so I have to always, you know, go back and, and make sure she's good. Oh, nice. Um, so that's part, yeah, that's part of my my morning routine, and um, and making sure that I'm doing all my cross training to get myself prepared right. for the theater and whatever interviews or master classes that may need to be taught. And I also host the uh, children's show. So, so you are uh, busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's wonderful. That's great. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So for, I know for this, this, uh, your visit this year, because, you know, we're so, again, we're so lucky that we live in a city like Chicago where world renowned dance company like Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater comes every year. This year, there are three different programs that, uh, that you're happening with, the, with over the six performances. W- what are the different programs? Well, there's, a couple of them. I'm going to start with uh, Alvin Ailey Survivors, which is a restaging by Makazumi Chire, our uh, former associate artistic director. Um, this ballet is about Winnie uh, um, and uh, Nelson Mandela. They were married, and what was happening, and, and sort of the result of injustice on a couple and their lives and their love. And so it's very intense. But we are the Albany American Dance Theater, so it's really important so that we remember to bring those uh, those things to life. Um, and so that's one I'm really excited because I am premiering it there in Chicago as well. Um, we also have uh, a choreographer um, um, who used to dance with the company, his name is Jamar Roberts. He's bringing a ballet um, called In the Sentimental Moon, which is really something really new and a nuance in how it's approached. In the and um, how it's presented to the audience, so that's really exciting. Uh, we're also bringing um, Wolf Joy, which is uh, a uh, um, well, I can't remember her name right now. <laughs> oh. um, that's okay. I've been a mess all day today, so. <laughs> um, oh God, I can't. Uh, yes. Um, 
But we're also on the go, and we're also doing Cry. We're also doing Albany's Cry and uh, My Creature. And we're also uh, performing The River, which is also a wonderful ballet by Mr. Ailey. So it's a, a jam-packed programming. I see. We're also doing a work from uh, Cal Abraham, which is called In Your Feelings, uh, which is his take on black culture and our the youth and us persevering. Um, and so, yeah, it's going to be a pretty busy time in Chicago. So if you're there, you definitely have to get a chance to, to check out and see us because there's a lot to see and a lot to do. Oh, thank you. Twilight Star. <laughs> oh, 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 her. You know, I've worked with her so many times in the company. Uh, we've done her ballet golden section as well. And so Roche Dirk is a new ballet, um, very intricate, as you know about her work, kind of quirky, but lots of technique and mm-hmm. modern technique and a lot of jazz. And what I really love about the ballet is that she said to me, she said, listen, you have to be the coolest person on the planet. That's what this ballet is. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So. The, uh, so, okay, with all of uh, there's, I mean, you just rattled, the, went through this list of like so incredible, amazing. amazing work. How... And, and Tanya's question about like uh, you got to come see everything. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, there are only six performances. Got to go to all six. It sounds like it's like ah. <laughs> oh. But uh, so, I, how do you just as an artist who's using my? I'm always like my hats off. I I literally bow down to dancers. You all do things that I could never do. Well, I'm sure I could with years and years and years of training, but I cannot do that currently. But like and the 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 discipline that it takes and the athleticism that it takes. How do you prepare for such a rigorous performance schedule? Well, it really comes from, for me as an artist with the company, it really comes from what our company was built up from our founder, Mr. Ailey. You know, bringing dance back to the people, you understand there's a responsibility first and foremost. And so then you have to be committed to that. You have to have some accountability to it. And so, you know, it's an intense time because normally we're on, the, we're on tour eight to ten months out of the year. Yeah. So, you know, you're trying to keep yourself motivated for a ten-week tour or an entire spring tour. And so it really takes dedication, you know. And so it, it's within the person, you know. You have to, you know, understand the shoulders that you stand on. And because I've had the blessing of uh, being in the company for such a long time, yeah. I've been able to, you know, work with Jude Jennison and Sylvia mm-hmm. Waters and all the people, my and child, who taught me about the history of the company and my responsibility to Mr. Ailey and what he has given us this gift. I mean, I was just at the White House in February 10th performing, and I was, you know, me, the little guy from the south of Chicago, being welcomed into the Oval Office. It was oh, wow. unreal. Yeah. And when you understand your responsibility in that, you know, you really want to, you know, continue to transcend and continue to be a catalyst to be, you know, something great for this art form. That's beautiful. It's gorgeous. And now I'm just like, I'm, uh, I, spiritually, I know how, how you persevere and continue on. But like you said, you've been with the company for a while. How, 
I'm literally asking physically, what do you do in order to make it through? Because I used to like years ago, I was roommates with a, a Joffrey ballet dancer, and just and he was like 25 at the time, and watching him dance the Cavalier and the Nutcracker, and the next morning it took him literally five minutes to walk from his room to the bathroom, Aww. just because of the, the but they with their body. What do you do? Cause it's it's well, hard. Listen, to, well, listen, you got to take baths. Yes, <laughs> baths are very important, and which is you know strange people don't understand that, but baths are really important for your body. Um, you know, it's also what you're eating. You know, I try to keep those leafy greens. You know, that that spinach and that kale mm-hmm. in, in the diet. And I'm I'm a big believer in wheatgrass juice um, because it's just. I call it the fountain of youth. Scott's writing this um, stuff down. down. I'm like, wheat crafts. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's, and it's not that I don't have, you know, french fries sometimes. Oh, yeah. Thank no, God. no, no. <laughs> but, you know, it's all, it's all about a balance. You know, um, yeah. Dedication. You know, it takes a lot yeah. of dedication. And, and, and so you have to do, you also have to have a team. Like, I also have a chiropractor, an osteopath. Um, our PT department, you know, we, we have a team that sort of keeps us moving. Just like any other athlete. Yeah. Oh, it definitely is. It, I, every time that I, we're fortunate enough to speak with a, a, a dancer, I'm like, the athleticism is it's comparable to any Olympian. I me. wonder, uh, it, just in some of the dances that you named, and then you talk about Twyla Tharp, who did have that, who has that particular style, I imagine it's like using your body very differently within like a, a series of performances. That's got to be a have an interesting impact on the body. I just wonder if, if you can share anything about that. Do you notice anything different yeah. between the styles? Well, luckily, we are a repertory company, so we do all type of styles. Get up, get down, go right. sideways, get on your toes. Got it. Um, so you have to be prepared for that. Yeah. You, know, you have to be prepared for that, and that's why the conditioning, you know, we were lucky enough to get strength conditioning the past couple of years because of, you know, trying to recondition ourselves after the pandemic. Yeah. Um, and which has been totally, totally helpful. So I, I, I'm a big um, supporter of strength training. Um, and so, you know, you're constantly trying to uh, navigate that. Mm-hmm. You know? And so, but you know, you have, you know, that's the wonderful thing about art form itself is that you, you're able to express yourself in so many different ways. And I'm lucky to be in a company that allows us to do that. Awesome. Yeah, it's... Uh, well, I'm in. I'll be joining the rest of the tour. <laughs> well, that, one last thing, guys. Don't forget to see Revelation. You know, that is the... Amazing. best. Ah. Um, one of the, you know, Mr. Ailey, the company's signature work. Yes. Um, but it really, it, you know, what I always try to share with the younger dancers who come in the company is to understand how it transcends the time, the hope, the 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 will to push forward, and, and the joy of happiness. And so, don't miss out on Revelation. Yeah. Well, no. Th- th- well, then you bring up a really great. Uh, I got a question for you, then, uh, uh, Bernard. Uh, yeah. do, do you take on, as a veteran of the company, do you take on a sort of mentor role with newer members from the company who? Because clearly, the the sense of history, the the responsibility of history, the. Um, 
the, the just the fact that you are the the opportunity uh, that you have to be within to express your, yourself with but you know with this with this particular company it sounds like that is deeply entrenched in you and do you are do you find that newer company members like are like okay I'm here I've made it and like no 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 they, let me tell you what you are being a part of. Yes, and that's a that's part of the accountability and responsibility part. Yeah, lucky enough to have so many wonderful people and many other wonderful artists who taught me that the value of being here, the value of, of what Mr. Ailey struggled to make for us. That's why I was so um, such an honor to be at the White House, just knowing that we've reached this pinnacle. You know, we've had this opportunity to be invited to the Oval Office, which is um, a special moment. But you know, you. It's okay. I, I realize that it's okay not to know when you're young. Um, we have to give them that break. Yeah. Cool. And, yeah. Um, you know, and it's hard because we know better. And, you know, it's like when we were young and people tell us, well, you know, and you'd be like, okay, yeah, I know too. So just sort of allowing them to be themselves and be an example. You know, mm. every time I get a chance to go out there and perform revelations, I always try to make sure um, I'm giving it my complete focus. And so that I know that I'm delivering what I'm supposed to say. And so I think when they watch that, you know, I know that they all do watch me now. So that's another thing. <laughs> you know, they're watching you. You know, they're watching to see how you move and how you, how you respect what you do. So that, that teaches them as well, which that's how I learned from all those people before me. Well, they're lucky. They're so lucky to have that. Have you... Um sort of understand the responsibility but then not be sort of like you know grandiose about it in a way like you that's just that's wonderful yeah yeah oh i'm gonna say this one more time there's other another ballet by my boss my my artistic director robert battle it's one of my all-time favorite guys but you get a chance to see it it's done to um opera music it's called unfold and uh it's the music is by leotine price so that is oh my gosh wow but, well, you get a chance to see all those things. <laughs> look, it, here's the deal. If you get a chance, you need to go. There are only six performances. There are three different programs. It sounds like you can go multiple times and just to to bask in in the the artistry, the history and the passion and and the 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 love that is the Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater. It's returning to the Auditorium Theater for six performances only. It's going to be March 8th through the 12th. For more information, and for tickets, go to auditoriumtheater.com. Uh, uh, Bernard, when you get back to hometown, I know, look, I've seen dancers when they have a day off. Y'all eat. Do you, you know, do you, is there any place you're like looking forward to when you when you get into town? Uh, my grandmother loves the shrimp at, um, oh no, I don't know, right on Western, under something in Western. <laughs> <laughs> It starts with a D. I don't know, but she makes me go there every time. <laughs> so that's what I'll that's what I'll be doing. Now. Love it. <laughs> well, well, we we cannot wait to check you out in in all of the different programs uh, with the Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater when you return March eighth uh, through the twelfth at the Auditorium Theater. Uh, Bernard Gilmore, thank you so much for for joining us today and Mayor. Thank you, guys. Have a great one. You Bye-bye. too. Uh, we've got to take a quick break, and when we come back, it is the final thrilling, show-stopping moments about Chicago right here on WCPT. Hi. 
Hi, this is Renee Taylor. You're listening to Out Chicago, WCPT 820. Mm-mm. Welcome back to Out Chicago. <laughs> Things took an ugly turn <laughs> over the break. Scott Duff it's here smash. with Tanya is Richard. Yes, smash. <laughs> Tanya Richard. Tanya Richard. Uh, oh my gosh. The, the podcast, Danya's Take, Race, Culture, and the Culture of Race. You can find it wherever you find your podcast and everything. We just found out that we're auditioning for the same part. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I say, way to go casting. Well, right, exactly. You know what I mean? It's way to go casting. It's a win for everyone. It's a win for everybody. As long as I And get I it. will push you out of that chair. I'm going to show <laughs> girls your ass right now. Let's oh go take gosh. a walk. Watch out for these beads. I hope you don't fall. That's hilarious. Oh gosh, that's I love so that. I know, it's great. That's great. But that is like a, that's a kind of a big thing. No, it actually really is. It's kind of a I mean, great we'll thing. We'll later and see if it's the same scene. And like, But I love it. We'll talk. Oh my God! I mean, we can't. Sorry, yeah, we can. We'll just be like, no. "Oh my God, no. you are so wonderful." Is that, is that the line? It's that one line. You you can't say. Oh. <laughs> and you can't say what it's for. Well, I didn't say what it's for. You didn't for. say what it's for, so you're okay. But I'm gonna act like I don't know you because I'm not getting sued. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I am batting a thousand today, aren't I? I just really am. <laughs> Okay. Okay. You're okay. It's all right. Uh, all right. I, I think it's going to be okay. It will be okay. Oh Coming gosh. after me. That is so funny. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, that just threw me off. My whole my whole game. My whole game is just train, changed. Oh. Uh, look, uh, last night uh, was the NAACP Image Awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, really exciting. And uh, Gabriel, U- Gabriel Union. Yeah, why can't I? It's not the angel Gabriel. It's Gab. What's her name? Please tell me. Gabrielle Union. Thank you. Gabrielle Union. Wade. She's married. She's hyphenated now. Why? She's not an angel. But she is an angel. She is an angel. She's a. She's a. Mama Bear is what yeah, she, she is. is. Like, don't yeah. mess with her. Uh, and uh, Dwayne Wade. They were awarded. Um, but the President's Award uh, from the NAACP for their philanthropic work uh, and vocal support for the LGBTQIA community. Yeah. Um, in fact, uh, they've been very vocal because of their uh, their their daughter, yes. uh, who came out as trans in 2020. Mm-hmm. Their vocal vocal support yes. for her. Uh, in fact, she was just able to legal the day before. So I guess Friday, she was able to legally change her name. Oh, wow. You know, which is a huge, mm-hmm. huge thing. Um, and they were both, they were at the support. They were both able to come up and, and to uh, graciously receive it. And, and Dwayne Wade was just saying, you know, like, thank you to my child who was able to make me mm-hmm. a better person, mm-hmm. make me a stronger person and made me courageous and, uh, and a leader mm-hmm. to do this. And then... Um, um, why do I keep on calling her Gabriel? Gabriel, Gabriel. Okay. I know Gabrielle Union. Soft day, Gabrielle. Gabrielle. I know. <laughs> it's awful. Gabrielle Union Wade um, oh. also gave a lovely speech, and here's here's a little bit of the the clip from from her uh, last night at the 54th annual NAACP Image Awards. Let's just name a couple hard truths. First, the intersection of Black rights and the rights of the LGBTQIA trans and gender non-conforming people continues to be rough. It's a huge understatement. Even as we demand equality at the top of our lungs, we consistently 
fail to extend our advocacy to protect some of our most vulnerable among us. And And second, black trans people are being targeted, terrorized, and hunted in this country. Every day, everywhere. And there's rarely a whisper about it. We honestly don't approach this work as as activists or leaders as, as much as we do this as parents. Parents who love our children and will do whatever the hell we can to, to, to keep them seen and secure and safe. This is a conversation worth having in ways that can actually build bridges, right? They don't fan the flames of hatred or division. They don't enable lawmakers or justice systems to look the other way when black trans people are under attack. They don't drive more young people to hate themselves or harm themselves. They don't cost people their lives. So we are humbled and we are hopeful for the future. I'm hopeful, we are hopeful that we may witness a real shift in the fight for justice. The moment, the movement makes room for everyone. Everyone. Thank you. I mean, wow, that's wonderful. Yeah, powerful. That was a uh, Gabrielle Union Wade yeah. uh, at last night's uh, NAACP Image Awards, uh, and they were awarded the. She and her husband Dwayne Wade were honored with the President's mm-hmm. Award for their uh, support of the LGBTQIA community. So, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like you know, I. She's not kidding around. She's not kidding around, and you could tell like there was this moment of being like, I, I'm. Like honored, but let's let's be real. Right. And and I felt like there was a challenge mm-hmm. offered to everyone. Mm-hmm. Like we can all do this. Yeah. And we all need to do this. Right. You know. Right. That's excellent. Yeah. There's something excellent, <laughs> but it's also excellent too. I just had to share that because that that came across. Yeah. Uh, that just happened last night, and it was really really profound. Well, and just so <clears throat> important. Um, for I just saw something recently. It's like it's not enough to like be in a thread and be like go on with your bad self. It's like, we need to say this stuff out loud. Mm -hmm. We need to be willing to say this on whatever public platform we have. And that's not just social media. That's what are you willing to do within whatever organization you work in, um, whatever school district you're in. Community. Mm -hmm. Your communities. What are you willing to say out loud? Yeah. yeah, 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 and I think that is uh, that's one of the most inspiring things about the two of them as a couple, and then all of them as a family. They yes. they are they are like, all right, here we go. We're going Absolutely. all in. We're Absolutely. doing this, and we and we expect you to as well. And Dwayne Wade has spoken extensively about um, his daughter, and mm-hmm. clearly as an athlete that is um, in an arena that isn't having those conversations, yep. and for him to be willing to do that is so important. Yep, and necessary.
Yep, that is. Uh, and speaking of things that are important and necessary, Ooh. things like your podcast, yes. Tanya's Take, Race, yes. Culture, and the Culture of Race, you are having a book club. Yeah, this- so um, so for March episode, March's episode, I'm um, releasing episodes once a month, we have a, a book club pick, which is on critical race theory, why it matters and why you should care, by Victor Ray. And so this past month, I've been encouraging people to join in reading the book and favorite guests. Gina Pearson, my sister, is going to be um, on the episode with me, and we're going to talk about it, and we're going to break it down, and um, it, it speaks to what we were speaking about with critical race theory, obviously, but also the intersectionality um, of our humanity, and um, I'm really excited about it. You still could grab the book. We're recording Friday. If you have questions or thoughts, you can DM me on at Tanya's Take on Instagram, and we'll bring it up on the show, but... Um, I would love for people to uh, listen to the episode, read the book, and um, dig in to really understand what critical race theory is and why it matters and why it should Do you care. talk about what it isn't? <laughs> you know, because there seems to be so much. Well, that's part of the focus is that I want to talk about it so we are clear on what it is. Yeah. And, and it's about an individual understanding because it's not so much, and even the writer says, it's not about trying to convince the folks who are trying to weaponize it. That's right. not really the point. But it's about making sure that you are right with what it is so that you can then, within your communities, uh, move forth <laughs> with that knowledge and um, use that as a sort of power to battle whatever obstacles are in the way. Yeah. All right. And the name of the book again On is... Critical Race Theory, Why It Matters and Why You Should Care by Victor Ray. There's a free trial on Audible if you want to listen to the oh, audio wow. book. Listen to it on fast, you know, on double speed. <laughs> I can't do that. It always makes me feel a little upset. It, it, it can be stressful. It depends on the book. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, you know, we were li- <laughs> we were listening to RuPaul's uh, podcast. Yeah. What's the tea? Yeah. Uh, and Jerry was like, I keep listening to it, and but it was on the it was on the it was on like the did double thing. Realize he didn't realize it, and they kept going like, Oh my god, baby, we got to change this out. Oh, yeah, there you can we get go. the jitters after a while. It, if yeah, young. yeah. So, or maybe you should put it on halftime because it sounds like it's a book that we all need to digest yes. and fully comprehend. Yes. So, join in, in that conversation. Yes, uh, and we're and done with all of our conversations Aww. for the day right now. And what conversations we had. They were wonderful. They were wonderful. They were rich. They were rich. There was a giraffe involved. There was <laughs> several wrong dates were thrown out. Several mispronunciations. And, and several mispronunciations. It's fun. There were cousins. There were cousins. <laughs> and no one fell out of their chair. Oh yeah. Until now, because I'm gonna get that part over you. Alrighty, I, I do want to thank uh, our guests today, uh, Martin Yusuf Zabari and Bernard Gilmore. Uh, Devin. Amazing. Always. Thank you so much for running the show. Paul, perfectly adequate job of doing all (laughs) that you do back there. Uh, Tanya, thank you so much for always being the best professional guest co-host on the planet. So happy to be here. Thank you for having me. The the podcast, again, is Tanya's Take, Race, Culture, and the Culture of Race. Find it wherever you find your podcasts. That's right. Uh, And I am Scott Duff. And until next week, stay proud.